0: Welcome to Afternoons with Me. I'm Bill Arnold. Thank you for joining me today. I am always looking forward to the time we get to spend together. And I hope it is a time where you feel like you are getting God's word and getting uh, encouraged and built up and smiling and having uh, time with the Lord. As you're climbing into your car, maybe you have already had a long day at work. And sometimes you just need to decompress. And I think we're going to have a nice time doing that today. Uh, Adam Weber, uh, senior teaching pastor at Embrace Church, is going to be my first guest. And then Words of the Wise, that's coming up uh, in about 30 minutes with Lauren Knott, a retired attorney, who's got a wonderful story. So let's get things started. I'm going to take 60 seconds and be right back with Adam. Welcome back to the show. Adam Weber is my guest. Go to adamweber.com to learn all about him and his ministry. It's amazing. He's amazing. He's the lead pastor at Embrace Church. They've got a whole bunch of campuses. I'm always delighted to have him on the show. Adam, welcome back.
1: Bill, it's it's so good to be back. Okay, so I've here, missed our I've I've missed our friendship.
0: Thank you. So have I. Here's a letter from <laughs> Al, one of our listeners named Al. He sends me this letter and he says, "Hi Bill, love your show. Can you Get back on the air, Dr. Hugh Ross and Adam Weber, two guests I love to hear.
1: Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Al, Al, thanks for making my day Al.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, people miss you when you don't show up on, on the show for a while. They start, they start <laughs> sending me notes going, what's up? Get Adam Weber back actually, on. Actually, that letter might have
1: come from my mom. <laughs> Maybe she wrote.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's catch up. How was your summer?
1: My summer was fantastic okay. uh, truly one of the best one of the best summers I think I can ever remember
0: okay and why
1: uh for a bunch of different reasons just a great summer, even in my own relationship with with, with jesus just okay. j- just been a good- re- just wonderful season there um with family, we took our first true family road trip, which I was a little worried about going into um We drove from South Dakota to Kentucky and back. And it was wonderful. Oh, I went good. to school and I went to school in Kentucky, so we went back, did all the memories there. Uh, my wife and I celebrated fifteen years uh, in August. And so we went on our first true trip together for that. I, we didn't even take a honeymoon nice. when we got married. So I've owed her for 15 years a legitimate trip. So we did that. Um, and then it's just been a wonderful season in the church. And so I have so many reasons to be thankful.
0: So, Adam, where does a romantic guy like you take his wife on his 15th anniversary? Where'd you guys go?
1: So I, uh, this is not a normal. I'm just going to put that out there. Okay. I do not normally take okay. trips like this. We got a chance to go on a trip, an eight-day cruise in the Mediterranean. Oh, wow. So, again, not a normal thing. Yeah. I basically, I basically got an email that said, if you pay for the airfare for you and your wife, everything else is covered. Nice. And so we experienced Italy, Malta. Oh. Malta. Malta's where Paul got shipwrecked. And it uh, turns out he landed on the most beautiful island ever. <laughs> so, okay. So maybe being shipwrecked is not that big of a deal, I, I guess, or something like that, because it was gorgeous. So I went to Greece, got to see all kinds of beautiful places. It was awesome.
0: Yeah, and the buffet? How was that?
1: Uh, the buffet was incredible. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: I, I I needed to go on a diet after they day cruise, but other than that it was it was good for my health. So
0: <laughs> And was that your first time on a ship?
1: First, we had actually gone on a small cruise okay. with Becky with Becky's family when we were when I was in school. Okay. Um, but it was a, it was a smaller cruise. It wasn't just the two of us. So this was uh, this was definitely a step up in many different ways.
0: Yep. And it sounds like uh, you had a wonderful time and and it was a, a really special time just to be alone with your wife and kind of put everything aside and, and not think about much. Right.
1: I I legitimately for anyone listening that's married to find a way. It might not be an eight day cruise. It might just be a weekend we held hands more in mm. 8 days than we than we have in the last 8 years combined yeah, which so is a little sweet. bit embarrassing to say but I, I it just really reminded me as a married person to find time to spend with your spouse and to make it a priority and i honestly haven't done great at that and we are it, year 15 was the best year for us as a married couple and it's because i think both of us, but myself specifically, really made it a priority, and so it was it was awesome. It was so good for us.
0: Oh, that sounds just wonderful so thank you for sharing that because it's really good to hear that those kinds of positive stories and encouraging um news of of couples that just love each other and want to hold hands on their fifteenth anniversary
1: oh yeah it's never it's never too late to start dating your spouse again yeah. like I just It's you get in. It's like we've been married 15 years. We can't switch up the game now. Yeah, you can. Like you can make changes now in your relationship and you can you can begin to really put your marriage on the forefront. Even now, Um, even if you're, you're at a hard place in your marriage, Becky and I are at a wonderful place, but you might be in a hard place. Even now, it's not too late to begin to date your spouse. So that'd be my word of encouragement.
0: Yeah. So, Adam, what's going on at Embrace? I, I'm on your website, and I'm going, uh-oh, he's doing podcasts that's comp- competing with me, which I don't like.
1: <laughs> oh, no, Embrace, uh, we are in, stepping into a really wonderful season. Um excited about this fall. Uh, fall is a time that we, just at any church, see a lot of people come back. Um, it's really away from Christmas and Easter. It's a wonderful chance mm-hmm. to invite people. And so I'd encourage you, wherever you're at church-wise, this Sunday, re- before Sunday, email some people, reach out to some people, and invite them to come. Um, but we're, we just wrapped up a series called The Heart of Embrace, um, really talking about the unique heartbeat that God is, has given us. Um, we are a small part of the Big Capital C Church And um, each church has its unique things that are uniquely different. Um, Jesus said, talked about the hand or the foot. Actually, it might have been the Apostle Paul, but talking about the difference of the hand from the foot and how we all make up the body of Christ. So we just got done sharing that um, series, really talking about our unique heartbeat is to reach the next person for Jesus and to really reach that person who maybe um, feels unlovable or outside of God's, God's love, Um, and is broken, maybe is hurting, Um, our hope is just to reach that person similar to the story of the prodigal son. So doing that, um, we now have uh, network churches, which has kind of been fun. So there's these little churches um, who end up joining us. They're still separate from Embrace, um, but they are now utilizing our message each week. So that's been something kind of cool. And then uh, this new series we start this Sunday is called YouTube Fails and Rabbit Trails. And we're talking about how we're quick to go to things in our lives—our uh, phones, internet, social media, YouTube videos—to um, try to fill ourselves in ways that only God uh, is meant to fill. And so, kind of a fun series that we're kicking into. Um, I still can't believe I get to be a pastor of any church, not to mention Embrace. So. Um, it's It's exciting just to see what God is doing, and not just an embrace. It's been so cool to see what God is doing in so many different churches, just in the cities and Sioux Falls. I just continue to be blown away by what God is doing. So it's mm-hmm.
0: awesome. Well, a couple of things, Adam. A, I love that it's fall and you're fired up because that's a very important thing to reach out to the community, uh, be a friend, make a friend, lead that friend to Christ. And yeah. I also would encourage, uh, you know, everyone listening to um, do that. Not, not, not just people in, at Adam's church, but everyone to reach out yeah. and, and make friends with people. And then also, this new series you're starting, uh, it sounds like we are so easily distractible, aren't we? We are. Um, hang on, I just got to check something on email her real quick. All right, done with that. Now, uh, I want to get back to our conversation we are are quick to uh, be led away from real relationships and we end up going uh digital instead of being face to face with people
1: we are and um it's it's kind of ironic that in the most connected time in world history that i truly believe we're the most disconnected we've ever been and we have all kinds of relationships for for the most part you know we have facebook friends people that we email, maybe even coworkers that work across the country and we, we message each day. But very often we have l- l- slim to none people that we can call and meet with and say, I'm struggling. I'm hurting. Would you pray for me? Can we grab coffee? Um, just people that we're sharing. How is our, how's our soul? Like, How's our relationship with Jesus? How's our marriage? And so we're so connected and yet so completely disconnected. I know even just um, in my circle of friends and in church world, um, this has been a really hard past 10 days ministry-wise. Um, some marriage has fallen apart. Um, I know of a guy who just recently took his life on Friday, um, some ca- cancer diagnoses. And I-, I think we are going through life so alone and lonely. There are mm. so many of us alone and lonely. And I just had a guy this morning um, say to me, it was kind of a wake up call. Um, he said, there's some people this week I know I need to touch base with and just say, hey, we haven't talked for a while, how are you? And can we meet for coffee and, and just share? And I think whenever there's a crisis moment that you, has, that's, kind of shakes up your world, it kind of reminds you of, gosh, how, how am I touching base with people away from just a Facebook post and, and or, or do people know what's going on inside of me? And so that, that, I think that's a challenge for all of us. Or do you really have people, and making it a priority, um, the excuse of being too busy, we're all too busy, making relationships a priority with a handful of people where it's like, no, we're, I'm going to find time to grab lunch with that person and talk about my relationship with Jesus and how my marriage is and ask the same questions to them. Um, I, I think it's just a good challenge for all of us to hear.
0: That's that's beautiful and intentional, which I love.
1: Yes, we we shouldn't just know about what vacations our friends went on because yes. they took pictures. Yes. We should we should know how are they doing away from the nice pictures on Facebook. How
0: how are you
1: doing? Can I pray for you? Yes. Can I be with you? Can I walk alongside this season of hardship with you?
0: Adam Weber is my guest. I'm going to take a little break, and when I come back, I pray he's still on the line. I'll be take a 90 seconds. Be right back. <laughs> The show, my guest is Adam Weber, your pastor, lead pastor at Embrace Church in Sweet Falls. And uh, Adam, you know, right before we went to break, we were chatting about how important it is for us to be in contact with each other face to face. And I think, you know, uh, Satan being Mr. Opposite is he just takes the opposite of what God says. So if God says, I'll never leave you or forsake you, Satan says, you're going to be alone. No one's going to want to be with you. You're going to be alone your whole life. And that drives people into isolation and depression and hopelessness, which is exactly what Satan would want.
1: you, You said it perfectly. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he will use any angle possible. And so when we have those moments, maybe when we don't make the best decision, when our marriage isn't at a great place, when there's some things in our private life, The moment that we should be reaching out for help, he's convincing us to be quiet. No one will understand. This will be the end of you. There's no coming (laughs) back from this. And that's the total total lie. And that's that's the lie. That's why our marriages end up falling apart, because we never raise the flag and say we're struggling. I think that's a lot of times why people are hopeless and, and suicide becomes an option, because they're just convinced. Satan has convinced them that they're all alone. Um, that In those moments, we need to raise our hand. We need to raise the flag. And I can tell you through day-to-day ministry, even when it's the most ugly situation and truly the most hopeless situation or even embarrassing situation, to this day, I've never talked with a person that didn't say, I'm so thankful I told somebody. I'm so thankful I let mm. someone in. I'm so thankful I took off the mask. We took off the pretty front front with our marriage and we told someone how we're doing. It's almost like in those moments, Satan has made it so dark in those moments. It's almost like we flip the light switch on and all of a sudden Jesus brings truth and he brings grace and he brings reality and he begins to show hope and hopeless situations. And, and that, uh, gosh, again, if there's a person or two that comes to mind to you that you're just like, gosh, they haven't seemed like themselves lately, or I just haven't touched base, I couldn't encourage you enough to just reach out. And if that person is you, if you're listening, you're hopeless, you feel too broken, too far gone. I just want to say as a brother in Christ, you're not too far gone. Jesus is not done with you yet. There is hope even in this situation. And if you tell one person, I would just be amazed if there wasn't a boatload of people who want to s- swim out and offer a lifeboat to you.
0: Is your preaching this good on Sundays? Because this is good stuff.
1: <laughs> oh, I, keep, I keep looking for a church that I need to check out and oh. attend or something like that, because the pastor <laughs> of mine, he he kind of sometimes <laughs> is a little off his rocker.
0: <laughs> How do you—I inc- mean, I'm thinking of your last 10 days, and it sounds brutal, Adam. I mean, there's been a lot of— uh, Difficulties, challenges, and you know, Jesus warned us there would be trouble. So, how do you give a message of, of hope to someone one on one who just got that diagnosis or has a marriage that's falling through? Because that's that represents a listener that's listening every day here on the show.
1: I I am um, I think in that moment I just tell them about God's love for them because mm-hmm. I I think in those situations we question our value and worth. So I tell him about how much God loves them. Um, I I just told my son this last night. I said, Hudson, we were on our way back. We had a parent um, thing for you that I was with him. And I said, Hudson, I am so proud of you. And I want you to know that on your worst day, that will never change. Mm. And he looked at me and he said, really? And I said, on your worst day, Hudson, your dad is still with you and i i think in those moments that's the first thing i just tell them is god loves you so much even in this he loves you so much and then i if if they're if they're kind of making some poor decisions i begin to just share the truth with them in a grace filled way about gosh we need to make some changes and 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 do you do you agree with making those changes like yeah I know I'm doing the wrong thing. I know this isn't right. And so offer them hope in that way, if they're kind of on the receiving end of something terrible, you know, maybe it's unfaithfulness in a, in a marriage or whatever, just begin to share hope with them and, and and not false hope. But no, I've seen marriages that seem to be over. Our God specializes in bringing dead things back to life. And I know he can do that right now. hmm. And, and I, I've seen God perform miracles, and I know that He can do that right now, even if those things don't happen, even if you fight for your marriage, and it still comes to an end. Um, I just there is hope. Uh, he, he brings new life, and we're going to make it through, because God, He is with us. In our lowest moments, that's when He carries us, and that's when He, he, he makes us strong. And so I, I think just in those moments— it, there's nothing greater than to tell them about Jesus. And even just, even some, I walked through a valley with someone recently who didn't, did not have a relationship with God. And I just, I just asked, do you have any kind of relationship with Jesus? And he said, I don't. And I said, um, I just want to invite you to come to church on a Sunday. Um, and in the meantime, can I, just, can I just tell you a few things about God? And in those moments, just to encourage you, our friends will be at, they'll be all ears. They're wanting to hear about Jesus. They're wanting to hear about his love and his grace and even his truth. And so that, that's an, a wonderful opportunity to share those things.
0: Yeah, Adam, I don't want to admit to being a little bit of a crybaby, but when you were saying what you were saying to your son Hudson, I was kind of tearing up. That's beautiful, because, you know, a young man goes out into the world in strength when he knows he's got his father's unconditional love. And you're separating uh, you're separating love from for him from his behavior that he will do that you will not approve approve of from time to time.
1: Yes. Well particularly my oldest, he um he 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 wants to do things perfect. He wants to make people happy and that end of things, and he's such a good kid. But I just want him to know just the same thing about how God views us my love for you is separated from your I'm putting this in quotes your performance your my love is separated from you being a good kid in, in school and even even in his relationship with God I never want him to equate my love or God's love with him doing all the right things we we love like God we love like Jesus because we've been loved not to earn it we we don't earn anything it's freely given and so even for him, I just want him to know, because the worst moments will happen. That's true for all of us. We'll make a mistake. We'll have a diagnosis we didn't see coming. Our our, our lives, they might appear to be all together. They're going to fall apart at some point. I just want him to know, and I'm almost preaching at myself when I, I, I'm talking to him. I just want him to know my love, and more importantly, God's love, it never changes.
0: It's a beautiful thing, and Adam, my- I... I always uh, walk away from our talks feeling that that God is so full of grace and so merciful and so loving, and um, it's just a great reminder. You're a you're a you're a great minister of the word, and just a great friend of Faith Radio.
1: Oh, I, I feel the exact same way about you. When I saw this on my calendar, I could not wait for it to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good,
0: good. And now we can both be glad it's over.
1: I feel like
0: we should hug right now. Yeah, I think we should. <laughs> I think we should. Well, I know you got a new book coming out, so we'll talk about that next time. How's that? That sounds perfect. All right. Adam Weber's been my guest, and you can go to Embrace Church and learn more about uh, Adam and his ministry at dot com. We'll take a short break, and we'll be back with more in just a minute. Welcome back to the show. You know that I always love this segment. I call it Words of the Wise, and that means... You've been a follower of Jesus for decades and decades and decades, and there's a lot that you have learned and a lot you can pass on to the rest of us. And my guest in studio is Lauren Knott. He's a retired attorney with a largest uh, law firm here in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. Lauren, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, it's you. Great to be here. Thank you so much. Uh, now you uh, started working as an attorney. How many years ago? I know you're retired now, but.
2: I started in uh, nineteen sixty
0: four. Okay, and you went to law school. Uh, where University of Minnesota. Nice. And you did all of your work here in the Twin Cities. Yes. And what kind of what kind of law did you practice? Um, I, did,
2: I did real estate law, and, and uh, that's sometimes considered uh, the least uh, glamorous area. But uh, there's a lot of us who do it, and we don't consider it.
0: That way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And tell me about your uh relationship with Jesus, how you first came to faith in christ
2: well i have had a lot of church as a kid and uh, but uh, I also had a lot of questions and skepticisms and uh, going to law school you, you Question everything is, mm-hmm. is the basis of, of what it was. So, so in spite of the fact that I was going to church after I graduated from law school, I, I was just kind of putting in my time. My my wife, uh, who, this is my wife who died uh, in in nineteen eighty seven. Uh, was uh, got sick and. Uh, so i started to to think more about spiritual things mhm and uh, finally uh, i surrendered to christ and just said well i'm everything's going badly i give you a try i
0: surrender mhm and had your had your wife died at that point
2: no she was she was in the period of uh, many, many years of, of failing health. Mm-hmm. And so, but uh, as, as I've always said, uh, from my standpoint, it was bad to have a sick wife, but much better to have a sick wife and, and a relationship with Jesus who gave me comfort and and gave her comfort and uh, helped the whole Tough situation. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, did, did your uh, legal mind and the way that you are trained as a, an attorney does it uh, is it safe to say that it 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 helps you examine the evidence of scripture in a different sort of way than the average person?
2: Probably, but I think uh, basically uh, God had to change me uh, years ago uh, when before I was a Christian we tried to do bible study with my wife and and uh, we'd get to the miracles and i'd say that doesn't make sense but as soon as i accepted the lord i believed
0: mhm and scripture talks about that we don't have eyes to see things of the spirit unless we are uh, born again unless we know jesus is our savior and god's word comes alive in our hearts yeah, yeah i
2: i simply surrendered and uh, God accepted my surrender and changed my
0: life. I love that, Lauren. So when you talk about surrendering and what would that what would that mean to a person listening right now? Someone who is sitting there listening going, you know, Lauren and I sound about the same age and I don't know if I've surrendered my life to God. What would it what would it involve? Well,
2: uh, and I think it's getting worse that we're all me myself and I. Uh-huh. And I remember shortly after I was saved, uh, this guy said, uh, "I always look out for number one." I said, "Oh, is that Jesus?" And he said, "No, it's me." <laughs> <laughs> and I think that was somewhat the change that that I, I made—that uh, I got away from everything being me to to uh, understanding Jesus and and others. Uh, takes a while to change, but uh, I I made quite a bit of a change.
0: Mm-hmm. It's often said the man considers himself to be the highest authority, authority accountable to no one, and that seems to be part of the problem in today's world. This me myself and I sort of mentality. Um, so to come under the authority of God's word, uh, it is transforming, isn't it?
2: Yes. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a total change, and. Uh, One of the things that I think is very, very important is to understand that God's Word is God's Word and that those are the right principles, and if we water them down, we're in trouble. Mm -hmm.
0: So over the course of decades of following Jesus, did all of your prayers get answered the way you hoped? No. (laughs) (laughs) Why did I know that was going to be the answer? No, and
2: for for my wife... uh, she struggled on for several years and, and died in 1987. The Lord provided pretty almost miraculously uh, my my current wife, Jan, and uh, we've been married now for 30, about 31 years.
0: Yeah, Jan's amazing, by the way. I don't need to tell you that. No. But she's fantastic. Um, and it's interesting how... Uh, god always meets us in our needs, and when you have surrendered your life to to him, needs seem to be always met don 't they
2: yeah they 're met not necessarily the way we would would hope you know i it, it would always hope that if you have uh, a disease or other physical problems that it would be taken care of or if you have money problems they 'd be taken care of but uh god uh, wants us to to live life and to uh live it with him and and rely on him and uh, that doesn't mean that everything is going to come up roses. Mhm.
0: And kids and grandkids, Lauren? Yes. I have uh
2: two two kids and they brought me three grandkids and then my son married a grandma so I even have some great grandkids. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. And did you, um, have a, an active, uh, faith life, uh, throughout your career as an attorney? Did you get a chance, uh, to live that faith out loud around other uh, peers?
2: Yeah. It, uh, let me start out first that when, when I accepted the Lord, I, I I actually told my, my wife, I said, don't tell anybody because I'm sure that I'm the first attorney that ever became a Christian. <laughs> and she blabbed to everybody she could think of immediately. And, and so I said, well, I guess I better admit it too. And I found out even in the firm that I was in that there were some incredible Christians And I've met a lot of Christian attorneys since, and unfortunately, it's a fairly limited minority,
0: but they're incredible. Now, you had a relationship with uh, someone in your firm that you were quite inspired by. Yes, (laughs) several. And what was it about the way they conducted their life that you found inspirational?
2: Well, the number one attorney in our office was not only the best attorney and trial attorney, but he also preached every Sunday. Wow! In a church. In, in Did he really on Park Avenue? Yeah. Wow! That's, Straight Gate Church.
0: Yeah, that's that's incredible. So you had a lot of uh, opportunities um, outside work to be involved in a faith life and a church life and um, friends being connected. In your faith journey? I, I got really a real kickstart
2: with Christian businessmen's so okay which at the time I joined well, had an incredible ministry in the Twin Cities it still has a ministry but it is, isn't quite the same or is is deep but uh, it, it was it was incredible and uh, I was I was the speaker chairman for our monthly uh, outreaches for several years and uh, met some incredible uh,
0: witnesses
2: and uh, one of them was uh, Bob Nigley who is now with the lord mm-hmm. and it, it, somebody said you ought to have Bob Nigley be a, a teacher and I said I know Bob Nigley I'm not going to call him he said no really you can call him and uh, Bob Nagley became an incredible uh, Christian, and uh, and I saw him at the airport about a year before he died, and he said, you're winning souls. And I, I thought, boy, that's just amazing coming from him and, and all the things that, that he did. But uh, he, was, he was a real inspiration to me.
0: Mm-hmm. My guest is Lauren Knott, a retired attorney. Lives here in the greater Twin Cities area. And this is Words of the Wise. We always love to do this periodically and get uh, great wisdom and insight for uh, brothers and sisters in Christ who have followed the Lord for decades. Uh, We'll take a short break and we'll be right back. In studio, Lauren Knott, he's uh, my guest on Words of the Wise today. And this is one of my favorite segments because I never know what's going to happen, never know what's going to come out, uh, because I'm always trying to look for those questions to ask after you have been a Christian for so many years. Um, you know, what? tell me about maybe times when there was great stress and turmoil in your life and how you navigated your way through those seasons of life, uh, with God by your side,
2: well, the primary one was uh, my my first uh, wife's physical problems mm-hmm. uh, she spent equivalent of one year in hospitals out of a five year period wow. and, and with uh, way too many things and and uh, but she was she was a strong christian and uh, great supporter and uh it was wonderful when uh she went to to be with the lord because she had suffered so much but i really uh love KTIS because as i was driving home i was listening And i think at that time music was with the with the regular <laughs> station so it, it, it was at KTIS at that time and the song no more night came on and it was the Lord's timing perfectly, mm-hmm. and uh, it just—I I just felt totally deflated until I heard that, and I thought of my wife in heaven, and and it was incredibly comforting. And every time I hear that song, which is not often enough, <laughs> it—it's it, it, uh, it, incredible.
0: Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, isn't it? Interesting how you get something from the Lord just at the right time. It uh, it's
2: it's happens way more than i'd ever expect have a particular question in a day um listen to to one one of the sermons and they're talking about that kind of issues mm mm-hmm.
0: so lauren as we look back uh you know you've you worked as an attorney for how many years uh, over 50 over 50 mm-hmm. all right now think of the world today uh, relative to, let's say, 25 years ago, have we lost our minds? Uh, <laughs> well, it wasn't too good then, <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> but All right. I, I, I think,
2: yes, I think we, we've we got incredible challenges, and uh, I, I was giving out Gideon and New Testaments uh, yesterday at the University of Minnesota, and... Uh, Ninety eight point five percent of the students had their cell phone in their hand and most were talking into it or looking at it. Mm-hmm. Only ninety eight percent. That th- seems low. There was one coming eating uh, ice cream cone and I thought, well, that's
0: <laughs> that's unique. <laughs> yeah. We've kind of stopped communicating with each other, haven't we? Yes. And it's getting to be more challenging to have meaningful one-on-one conversations with people, and and start new friendships. I guess people today are lonelier than they've ever been.
2: Well, I was. It was really uh, heartening. Up came this woman with a young young woman with a, a great big smile, and I found out that she was in ministry with a campus crusade crew or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she was so cheerful, and I said to her, "Are you making any inroads?" And she said, "Yes." And I was, I was happy with the with the optimism because, looking at most of them and their reaction to taking a, a New Testament, it was pretty negative, and I thought, boy, that's uh, that's heartening that that yes, they're they are reaching some. Hmm.
0: Lauren, I'm wondering about. Uh, all the friends and colleagues you've had over the years and people that you have known to um, put God on the back burner of life and now you've got another chance to uh, love them in real time. If if that group of friends and colleagues were listening right now, what would you want to say to them?
2: Well, Don't uh, forget uh, where you came from and what God has done in your life. And uh, it's uh, heard today about someone who was diagnosed with serious cancer. And uh, I just would, would pray that he would, he would continue and uh, his faith walk and, and not get away from it. And I know some do with illness. And uh, thankfully with my first wife's illness uh, it strengthened both of our faith, but often it
0: doesn't. Mm-hmm. What about those who um, ignored God and they decided when they were, you know, most of their working career they didn't need God? and Now they're retired, like you, and what would you say to that group of friends?
2: Well, I talked to a relative of one of my law partners, and he said uh, and he was a strong Christian, and he said, uh, "Pray for my brother." And his brother is is not doing well, but uh, it's 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 not too late, and 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 he is working with his brother, and uh, I, I'm praying for his brother, and I think that's very very important. The one thing when when I accepted the Lord, more people said they were praying for me than I ever would have imagined. And people that I didn't even really know were Christians. And uh, it it was just amazing. And they they said, yes, we've been praying for you. And
0: prayer is very, very important. That is such a powerful reminder um, how we need to maintain a long, long list of people that we want to see come to faith in Christ that we can continually lift them up in prayer because it does make all the difference doesn't it
2: yes yes and uh we we don't know when they're going to come uh, i was in christian businessmen for many years and i invited this one guy and basically it looked like he was either disinterested or asleep or both and uh he he finally came to the lord uh and uh and I, you know, I said, well, which testimony impacted you? And it was the testimony that I would have believed would le- least effective. Wow! Effect. <laughs> it was it was a, a guy that I didn't think he would relate to, and we had some others that I thought he would. That he, he no, that wasn't so important yeah. to when he came to the Lord. He, he's now with with Jesus in heaven.
0: That's a great story, and our human wisdom is so limited in God's economy, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so when you uh, uh, wake up in the middle of the night and maybe you're having trouble getting back to sleep, what does your mind think about?
2: Uh, it depends upon the day. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: What, what about when you think of the Bible or you think of hymns you've sung or verses you've learned or sermons you've hear, you've heard? Do you ever uh, go to some of those resources
2: well the, the basic thing is that uh, I just uh, remind myself you know of my relationship and and uh, I say how, how could anyone not have that relationship and that's that's where I come because without it life can look so bad so.
0: yeah and then what about uh, your Lovely wife Jan, who has loved you for thirty-one years. How has that affected your life?
2: Well, it's, it's it's pretty amazing, and uh, so it uh, was. I we I had had a Bible study, and, and st- still at that time had a Bible study with several attorneys from our office, and one of the wives invited Jan to to uh, a blind date with me, and uh, we actually came. Over here for a KTIS con- con- concert, and uh, a- after a while, we started falling in love, and we're married uh, a little over a year after that.
0: So your first date was here? Yes. It was a blind date? Yes. The tallies,
2: I think, was the group.
0: Yeah. And then you fell in love, and that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of my favorite stories. <laughs> it one of mine or maybe my <laughs> favorite story yeah
2: <laughs> other and, than my salvation
0: story. and what uh, what piece of wisdom did you learn from your mom and dad that you carried on throughout your whole life
2: well i think it was really to to give empathy to other people uh my my mother was uh, sort of like my first wife even though she lived to be eighty-six, she she had a lot of health problems. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dad, who who died uh, when my first wife was having the health problems, said, "You know, I I, w- I was not right by by your mother, so you be right by by your wife and anyone else who's sick because." Said now that I'm sick, I I know that we need that, and I know I had made mistakes. So it, it's it's time to have more empathy
0: and uh, and be supportive and and uh, upbeat. Yeah, and Lauren, uh, your family of origin? Do you have brothers and sisters? No. Were you an only <laughs> child? Par-
2: my parents uh, were married in the Depression, and they waited until they had a little bit of money and and my dad had a job so my my dad uh turned uh, 40 right after i was born and i i was the only child
0: oh okay so um you've got uh a uh, couple of kids and grandkids and a, a lovely wife and you've retired and you get to spend part of your uh your year uh on the island of hawaii right so if you are open to adopting any other children, I can put in an application.
2: No, I, I only adopt babies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. All right. For well, for several reasons. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Um, <laughs> just uh, trying to get a way to get over to Hawaii. Um, so uh, thank you so much for uh, sharing your faith and your story and uh, your your legacy of meeting Jan right here at uh on a blind date and come in here for your first uh, your first date. That's really great.
2: KTIS has been very very important to us, and uh, we we learn a lot
0: every day. As do I. Or Not has been my guest. Uh, we're going to take a little break, and we'll be right back. Thanks again to Lauren Knott, Adam Weber. What a great first hour. I really like Words of the Wise. Rebecca, isn't that always just so uh, great to hear? That, it's that was, so unique. Yes, it is. Bearing witness to God's faithfulness in their life.
2: I
1: absolutely love it. And i that's the segment I want to take notes. Because it's hard to beat the lessons and the wisdom from people who have walked in the real world and yes. really see testaments of God's faithfulness in their lives. Yes. Amazing.
0: Yeah. And decades and decades of following the Lord. And then they share their, their wisdom and their their experiences and how God has always been faithful.
1: We're all richer after yes, hearing those types of segments. I know
0: I am, and I hope you are too. We've got a great second hour coming up. David Wheaton is going to be joining me, and he had an amazing uh, time with Daryl B. Harrison. And he was his uh, guest uh, on, on the show and also in town for his... Uh, This big uh, golf tournament. So we're going to talk about uh, what David learned from Daryl B. Harrison. I I watched the live stream, and it was great. That's all up next.